You're listening to episode number 229 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or, of course, you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Hi, guys. Oh, we got to do the warning. Oh, I forgot about the warning. See, that's why we have to warn people. We get overly enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) So should I do the warning? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and say it now. Okay. Warning. The hosts enjoy doing the show, and as a result, they laugh a lot. If you don't like that, please don't listen. They really don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. It's a perfect example of, of exactly. Like Karen made a joke because she wasn't on the show last week, and I frequently forget to tell, like, you know, Karen will be missing, Tony will miss, Brian missing, whoever's missing, my co-host missing. I'll frequently forget to even mention it because we start conversations and then just, like, we have these notes in front of us, but we quickly derail into just something else. Well, and normally the intro example. is notes, but... Yeah, so I like well, the, last yeah. week. Yeah. I, 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 so I literally, and I know you always give me shit for not listening to the show, but I was listening, and I was in the gym, on the treadmill, listening to the podcast, and several times just laughed out loud at the <laughs> two of you. And the guy that was on the treadmill in front of me, which again, it's in a gym, so you know he can see me in the mirror and I can see him. He kept kind of looking at me like the fuck is wrong with her she's running and she's laughing like i don't understand but no you guys great show last week and again thank you tony for you know mentioning the fact that i wasn't on i had notes <laughs> yes but tony said it before you did which means he loves me more oh yeah that's definitely what that means yeah i don't know what we did you weren't the first person that like i said we're, we're just trying to amuse each other we must have said that a million times that we're just trying to to amuse each other and we struck a chord because we had several people reach out like, oh, my God, I fucking love you guys. Great show. It's really like, it was a great. I mean, you guys did an do? awesome job. I don't know. But it was maybe it was because I wasn't there and it was all just guy humor again and you know, <laughs> not not having the female to just drag it all down. I don't know. But it was a it was a funny show. And I think, Tony, you were in great form last week, which I think helped because. I know you kept referring a couple times, like, oh, whatever the scotch or whiskey was that you were drinking <laughs> right. was kicking yeah, in. Always but, blaming it on that. But it, right. it, it was great. Good. So I've got well, a. Well, I was just going to say, it's great to have you back, Karen. Thank you. Uh, believe me, I am so much happier to be here on a Friday night instead of where I was last week on a Friday night. <laughs> in an airport no somewhere. Doubt. Oh, my God. And even though this week was hellacious from a travel standpoint, can I just tell you? So I was flying to... Well, you got a mic in front of you. I don't think I could stop you if I wanted. So you could. You just turn it off like you did apparently right. last week. Right. <laughs> so, no, I, so Monday I was flying to, you know, my other region in Kansas City, which no direct flights. And I was at work all day Number in one thing I dislike about living oh, in this city. Oh, I hate city. it. The worst part about living in Memphis Hands is the airport. Down, the you can't get direct anywhere. And my region happens to be someplace where my other region that I picked up, I, I can't fly. shitty part. Yeah, I, I have no other Yeah, complaints everything else, I, I love this city. About living. I fucking love Memphis. hate, hate that the there aren't direct f- flights to fucking... I'll even take that shitty airport if you fucking just flew me directly to a few places that I want to go. Oh, yeah, if I could go direct, oh, no, not a problem. But the, the thing, it's a crappy little airport. It looks like a bunker, a military bunker from, like, the 60s, but <laughs> whatever. So my other region, again, no direct flights. Every time I go, I have to, to do a connection. And I figured out Southwest, God bless them, normally has connections going through Houston or Dallas, one of the two. 
but last week my flights were so delayed. So I flew, I left Memphis. I was supposed to leave Memphis at like five o'clock. I didn't actually leave until six. I was supposed to get into Kansas City at 10 o'clock. I did not get to my hotel room in Kansas City until 3 a.m. Tuesday morning. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about a long ass day. It was unbelievable. But yeah, that was that was the beginning of my week. And I'm here and I'm home and it's a Friday night. Yay. So <laughs> sorry, that's me complaining. All right. Well then I guess we might as well start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen. I'm Tony, and always we start with Random Vegas. During the filming of the James Bond film Diamonds Are Forever, producer Cubby Broccoli and his wife, longtime friends of Howard Hughes from his filmmaking days had their hotel room broken into and were robbed while they slept. In a very Bond-like manner, hotel security suspected that chloroform gas was used to ensure the Broccoli's didn't wake up while the crime was being committed. The following night, the Broccoli's found two men standing outside their door waiting for them. One of them explained, compliments of Mr. Howard Hughes, Mr. Broccoli. Our orders are to stay here around the clock until you leave. That just seems... Almost too good to be true. Yeah, because, I mean, it, very much because it's the Bond producer, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, well, the Bond writer. Well, he's not the writer. Oh, he's, he's not the, the writer. Producer. No. Uh-huh. Okay, well, either way. Yeah, it almost seems like just too, like, I'm going to make this up because I'm, you know, involved with the Bond movies and stuff. It's almost too good to be true. Right. I got that from Vintage Research, and, and as I confirmed <laughs> on Twitter, the drive has hit me in such a manner that I had to abruptly text Tony and be like, I want to get back to research. Can we record right now? I want to record immediately so I can then do more research. (laughs) And guess what he's going to do after we're done recording here? I I don't know what it is. It's been like two years or something since we've done one or since I've written one. I I mean, I went through bouts where I worked on on ones. Like, I've talked about working on Bill Bennett's forever and still haven't finished that one up yet. And I don't know what it is. Well, actually, I, I've got an inkling as to what it is. I think it's the triple monitors. I desperately wanted to do something. And now that I got triple monitors on the Mac, you know, I, it was just, it gave me the opportunity to do everything all at once. And the, the idea hit me and it, and it ran. And I've already completed the next episode of 360 Vintage Vegas and immediately rolled into research on the next one. And I don't, I don't know how long it's gonna last, so I'm 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 writing it out so much to to the taking point advantage where, of it while while it's still there, not writing yeah. it out. Yeah, well, no, no, that's well, yeah. I mean, I don't mean it in a negative connotation. I understand this. It's it's been the way my drive goes, my inspiration to do certain things goes, and and vintage is one of those. And I don't know when it comes. I don't know what makes it stay. I don't know how long it's going to be around. So I just enjoy the ride. It'll end at some point, and I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to work any more than I want to work on it. But as long as I want to work on it, I'm not going to allow anything to delay that. I'm just, just going to enjoy enjoy it while, while it lasts. It's very cool. Do, uh, do you have a general timeline of when you think the next... Uh, vintage Vegas is going to get posted? No, because I am very much, I'm so dialed into this concept. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on in my head right now is I'm not thinking about anything beyond what I'm working on right now. What's in front of me, like w- when I'm done for the night, done working on whatever it is, the next thing I'm thinking about is what I'm going to research next. And, ah, and that's okay. it. That's it. And, and, and even, even as far as going, the next time I want to do research, this is what I want to research next. So I, I, I'm not looking, I, I don't know when I'm going to record these. I don't know when they're going to come out. I don't know, we've talked about charging for them. I don't know any of the details about any of those things. All I'm doing right now is writing out the desire to do the research and write these things. I'll figure the rest out when this thing runs its course. Ho- hopefully it never does. Hopefully it gets to a point where I've got to figure it out and I'm like, shit, I have 20 of these. We, we should probably start figuring out how this thing works. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not looking any further than the thing I want to do next. And then once it comes to its its natural conclusion like it has in the past, which I'll assume it will again in this case, then I'll figure the rest of the details out. Nice. Nice. All right. Fantastic. You know what else is fantastic is this week's Twit Pick of the Week. I swear he's the best transitioner in the history <laughs> of the show. It's so good. I swear I've written this monologue before, or at least at the very least, felt this way several times in the past. 
One of the reasons I love doing Twit Pick of the Week is because every once in a while, someone shares a view of Vegas I'm sure I've seen many times before, but never fully appreciated. The primary reason I've never done the $20 trick is I like the luck of the draw. I'm sure many of you can relate to the excitement of heading right to the window after checking into your room to see what view you'll be enjoying for the next week. And while it means occasionally I'll enjoy the side of a building or fields of air conditioning units, I think it makes me appreciate it more when I get views like the one shared by at Brew Jersey. Whether it was planned or just luck, thank you at Brew Jersey for sharing it. That was one of those <clears throat> rare times when I'll see one of the twit pick, you know, nominated picks of the week and go, oh, I really hope this one gets it. <laughs> this is one where I thought, I don't know how you beat this particular shot because, and you've encapsulated it so beautifully in your description. I know exactly what you're talking about, that you get checked into the room and the first thing you do yeah. is you beeline it straight to the window because you want to see what is your view going to be while you're in town. Right. So <clears throat> I can completely relate to this and, and, and at Brew Jersey's shot is one shot uh, from a from a view that I had at Caesars Palace one time I've never had ne as good of a view of the strip as the type of shot that at Brew Jersey posted for this week and so that was part of the reason why it was my favorite because I thought I know exactly what that site looks like and it is absolutely gorgeous yeah I, lo I love it. it it's funny one of my favorite memories of of a I can't wait to go see my view is when we, uh, a couple of uh, friends, we, we checked into the Cosmopolitan and a couple of friends came up with us and we all headed directly for the balcony. Yeah, the, the three guys did. And got lost to the point where Karen had to go, are we gonna go downstairs? Yeah, do <laughs> there, there's just three of them hanging out in the balcony and I'm like, okay, so again, like two random people up in our room, which I normally am, my room is my room. Like I don't want to share. These are trusted friends. I with coworkers. Um, like I, I, this is this is my space, right? And this one's like, oh yeah, come on up and see our room. They'd never seen the view, and so they walked out in the balcony and they're overlooking the fountains. And the three of them are just standing there, and I'm like, hello. It was just funny. It, it, it was very Ocean's I think Eleven. I took a when picture of the three of you, didn't I? No, unfortunately not. It was very Ocean's Eleven, where they're at the very end of the movie. They're watching the fountains, and they're all just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it was like. We were all just hanging on the balcony, like during the middle of the day. We're yeah. Vegas bitches. Look at this. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. Well, listen. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. There are some MGM resort rumors floating about. Due to MGM executives being spotted taking a tour of the Cosmopolitan parking facility, rumors have begun to circulate that MGM is looking to buy the property. More fuel was added to the suspicion when two high-ranking members of management were relieved of their duties last week. Well, that's pretty common. Wait, who's management? Cosmos management? Yes, thank oh. you for clarifying. Okay. I, I thought as I was reading that, I'm like, oh, okay, that was clear. No word disputing the rumor has come from MGM or Cosmopolitan. However, not responding to rumors is standard procedure for both of them. Another speculated and equally unlikely MGM-affiliated project was announced regarding plans for the land that was home or is currently home to, well, it currently home to the Las Vegas Festival Grounds and was home to Rock and Rio 2015. This is the very northern part of the strip. Well, it's northern-ish, but I, strip is, is, it's a stretch. But it's the northern corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Sahara, directly across from SLS. Considering the success Lucky Dragon has had in the area, it comes as no surprise as to exactly what it is they are rumoring to be building. Vital Vegas shared plans for the Forbidden City, a $5 billion Asian-themed resort that will set a new standard for blah, 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 insert standard high-end resort rhetoric here. <laughs> Similar to the other $5 billion project North Strip that doesn't appear will ever happen, it plans to have all sorts of Asian-y things, including pandas. Asian-y things? Asian-y things. Asian-y things. Uh, 
it, it looks cool. The renderings look cool. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see... While I do think it would actually make sense for MGM's portfolio in Cosmopolitan and now losing the Harmon... Uh, to, to have that as part of the whole city center thing, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I, all I have to say is no. I don't want that to happen. Well, I do not want Cosmo to be owned by MGM. It, it's just I love the Cosmo for what it is, and it's independent. And I, I don't, agree. And honestly, MGM properties are not my favorite to stay at. Really? No, they're not. They're just not. And I. What about Mirage? I love Mirage. That's top five for us. That's the only one. That's you're right. Line. You're right. Yeah, I can't. I can't call it after that. Nope. Because our top five is Cosmo. Well, I'm not in this order. Cos just as they're coming in. Mean, Cosmo, Mirage, Planet Hollywood, Tropicana, and the five is where we always get lost on. Bally's. Yeah, it's it's in that that wheelhouse. But no, I just I, I don't. And even to gamble, I prefer to gamble at a Caesar's property, not at an MGM. I just I don't. I, I'm not excited about that. I at want all. to dispute this, but it's like I'm thinking about it, going, "Fuck you!" Do we do always end up with those same? The places? only place that we stay at MGMs or prefer MGMs is in Tunica, because of Gold Strike. And it's only because we get we get comp we get right. better comp deals there than we do with Total Rewards. Because usually then we'll even go gamble at the Her or the Caesars. You're right. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you're right. I, <laughs> I don't want this it. to happen. I, I think it's aw it would be awful. They would... Ugh, While they, I trailed off, wreck. yeah, I agree. Yeah. The, the muronization of Vegas is... is It's gone far enough. And it's going to get worse, but it, I, I, I agree. Leave it alone. And we've been listening forever to people talk about how the consolidating of, of these mega conglomerates has yep. ruined Vegas because yeah. they used to be more competitive with each other. And being a, a low roller like we are, I I, I didn't disagree with them. And not a low rolling property no, no, no. But by the, any means. But the point but I'm trying to make is being a low roller, I, I, I was like, well, I think it's a good thing because I can gamble at a bunch of different places. Actually, I guess it's not a, a low roller. Being nomadic. I, I liked it because I could go to 20 different places, and it was all kind of under the same umbrella. But on the flip side, the Cosmopolitan and and Tropicana, to to an extent, are are examples of us going. I really like what you guys are offering. It's yeah. it's different. It just feels yeah. different. I can't really put my finger on it. It just feels different. Yeah. What do you think, Tony? I'll be honest. I don't much have an opinion one way or the other, other than I do agree with your points that you were making about how it's nice to have more diversity, you know, on the strip. You guys were making really good points that when everything is owned by two corporations, yeah. you're pretty much stuck then. So that, in that regard, in that regard, I hope it doesn't happen. That is one of the arguments is, is that if they were to purchase one more casino, that would give them, I believe it's a third of the resorts which at that point c could argue they are then monopolizing the market that literally one more is what they would need i don't know if there's any validation to that or if it's just somebody going no they can't do it it'll be a monopoly but i thought it was an interesting idea if if there were any truth to it probably not all right well let's uh pivot here and talk about skill-based gaming has finally arrived Vital Vegas shared his first-hand experience with skill-based slot machines, currently available at Planet Hollywood. The concept is multiplayer games where skill defeats the other players, not necessarily the house. In fact, all three games available right now at Planet Hollywood do not have a single-player availability. Or ability. Availability. Yeah, I suppose one guy could sit down there. He can't play. <laughs> 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 guys, guys, come play with me. Mom, make him play with me. Interestingly, even though the games are aimed at attracting millennials into playing slots, statistics show that the people who are playing skilled-based gaming aren't millennials, they're existing slot players. As much as everyone teases millennials, Scott brought up the most succinct statement about the generation I've ever heard. Quote, the fact is millennials are smarter than previous generations, unquote. I'm going to, I, I had to do this when I had to write the rest of the story because what he wrote is so brilliant. I didn't want to write it verbatim. So, so I. You it, took one little quote. 
it, it, I took that quote and then I started writing it and and I, I because I read the rest of the article and started writing it and I looked over and glanced at the article and realized I'm like fuck I'm almost writing the same thing I'm like put the article away and just write it and then whatever happens happens but full disclosure if you want to compare them I wouldn't be shocked if these are really similar <laughs> but well you're also giving him credit in quoting it, everything and else. and I've said before he and I were. We are friends that connected like the moment we got together. And you think too much alike, which we is really way scary. Way too much, so it isn't really surprising. But I wanted to give fair warning before I go into the rest of this. Think about this. They are the first generation who have grown up without gambling having a negative social stigmatism to it. They've also grown up with video games, which has introduced them to the concept of fair competitive gaming. If a game isn't both... Why would one invest any time in playing when there are so many options available that do offer both? They've also seen casinos continue to worsen the odds and reduce the comps. And just like any gaming franchise that gets a little stale or loses its entertainment value, why would you continue to play it when you have other options? Instead, they find the next thing and move on to it. I cannot encourage people enough to go out and read this article. I tr as, as I rambled earlier, I tried to not rip off his sentiments verbatim, but it's I, it was absolutely I completely perfect. agree with what he says. Basically. Yes, uh, totally. It makes perfect sense. Why would they? Think about it. We know better, and yet we still do it because we've already kind of like, I really like this game. This game is fun. But like, yeah, but you can't win. I mean, it, it's gotten worse. But... Uh, no, and so I, I will disagree with that statement on uh, one level in that we don't play slots anymore. And there's a reason we don't play slots well, anymore. That's what I mean. That's what they're trying to attract. So you you are helping to make my point. You're right. We don't play slots anymore because once we got to a point going, I can't, this isn't even fun. I know, but you just said, well, we'll do this. You know, we know we're going to lose, but we still play. We don't. See, there. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Go, go, go on with, with well, your point. No, your point was like, well, we still, you know, we know we have no chance of winning, but we like to play the game, so we keep doing. No, we don't. Well, but he, but my point is, blackjack odds have gotten worse. Roulette, roulette slots have gotten, or roulette odds have gotten worse. Gaming odds have gotten worse. We're not getting as much as we used to. Well, that's true, but it's also not. I I think there's a huge difference between table games and slot machines. I agree. I agree. So slot machines, yeah, if they're if they are if you have a mindset you want something big and flashy and in front of you you're going to play a slot no matter how bad the odds are. Table games is different. There's still enough of an aspect of you know your thought process and how you go into it that can impact the game. So I think those are completely different things. I agree with you. I, I very much agree with you. So I apologize. What I meant was was the slot. Con I tried to extend it to the idea that the odds have gotten worse and yet we still go back, but. But at here's the same what I time, need. Though, but hold, here's on, hold, on, hold on, Here's what I need to, to put it in proper context. Slots are the gateway to other gaming. I completely agree. The slots are not appealing to millennials in any way, shape, or form because they're, they're fucking boring. Right. So you're preventing them to getting to the games that would entertain them because, first of all, they're just not entertaining in general. But then second, you're taking all the fun out of actually gambling. You know, the, the excitement out of it. You're, you're, you're making it harder to win on any game. You're not giving, you know, you're getting stingy with drinks. You're, you're not comping fucking anything now. So, yeah, why, why would you? So I don't disagree with any of that. I don't think it is... A, a change in a viewpoint on gambling that's restricted to millennials. I think there's a whole group and a whole generation, us included, that if I'm going to spend my dollars that I deem disposable, yeah. I want it on a game, an activity, or something that I feel like I have some control over versus mindless button tapping. Right. And I think that that's the difference. I think the only people that you still have playing slots are the ones that, well, you have your sister who just feels it. But I think it's a, a generation that have been playing slots. That, I don't want to call them the blue hairs because that sounds awful. But there's a generation that have been playing slots and they're going to continue to play slots regardless. Millennials never got that hook. I think. That's folks, what you said. I know. Uh, you're not listening to me. I, I am listening to you. I'm waiting to hear the, the sentiment that is different from the sentiment that I made. 
It's like I said it, and then you're like, I'm going to say all of it again, but which is completely different words. All right, well, then I'm done. <laughs> the well, one let, me, th- let me jump in here. Go ahead. Let me Thank jump you. In here. There's a part of me. Listen, I, I understand that millennials have grown up with video games. Video games in a, in a way that is, is different than the way we, the three of us, grew up with video games. And so they're not they're so accustomed to their video games that unless you can find some way to replicate it you're not going to get them to gamble which is why i think this whole skill-based gaming thing is is attractive to them what what no it's thought to be attractive because as i said statistics are showing they don't give a fuck about it well okay yep and that's fair that's fair i think the reason why they're so successful amongst the slot players is because the slot players just want something new yeah oh yeah yeah i agree with you on that yeah and this will be interesting because as again folks like us folks that come out to the vegas vacations are our table game predominantly table game players but that's because we like the camaraderie of it all i can see our group just latching on to these skill-based games at I, Planet oh, Hollywood, and that. then nobody ever gets a chance to play. <laughs> right. Is this just going to be us taking it over? I, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think the trick, I think the real point that Scott was making in this is that the thing that attracts the majority of us to gaming is that it's cheap. It's easy to get into. You're like, so I just play this game here, really. You know, like I don't even have to think about it. Like I, I don't, I don't have to know what I'm doing. And and you'll give me drinks, and 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 it's it's reasonably inexpensive to do. And that's not the case anymore. And that's what's off-putting. It's like if you would just go back to what's been working since you legalized gambling, that, that whole concept of of just come on, have fun, come on, guys, have fun, and stop fucking nickel and diamond people for everything. That's how you'll get the millennials, idiots. It's not the games that you're, oh, oh, we got to come up with attractive games. Like, no, you got to stop fucking people over. That's what you have to do. Nah, I agree. I agree. Next up, Vegas maybe get light rail to Fremont. Yes, this is so exciting. If it happens, this isn't the first time something exciting like this has, has been talked about. But currently in the mist, in the midst, in the mist, currently in the mist. Uh, it's very mist. Gorillas in the mist. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Gorilla light rail walking through. <laughs> Vegas in the mist. <laughs> Vegas is going through some pretty big changes right now. <laughs> and while a lot of them are the shitty muronizing versions, this could be amazing if it works itself out. This, this light rail concept here, NBC affiliate, KSNV is reporting that the, quote, the Nevada Senate has passed a bill that lays the groundwork for a new light rail system that would connect McCarran Airport to downtown Las Vegas. Now, recently it was reported that while Vegas had an increase in gaming revenue all around the city, biggest amongst them all was downtown Las Vegas, almost 100%, because unlike the Strip and like we just said, with the worsening gambling uh, odds, the overpriced rooms and parking fees, downtown has made, uh, recaptured what Vegas is. God fucking damn it. I know. What, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. Downtown has more of what made Vegas the number one tourist destination in the world. A fair price and game to have fun with. As soon as the strip evolved into what Vegas... God fucking damn it. I'm doing my own thing where I'm like, you just read the fucking words. <laughs> you're, you're doing too many pauses in there. Like, as soon as this. You're like, really. Oh, right? Oh, dude, she just Tony? called you William Shatner. Right? Oh, oh, my God, he is. I just shatted this. I just shat the bed. <laughs> you just shatnered it. Oh, he's gone all Shatner. I like it. <laughs> Yikes. Now, as soon as the strip evolved into the Vegas that we've, it's become known as, downtown started to whine about, you know, their biggest issue being that they can't get people to come down to the strip. They can't, or to come down to the strip, to come down to them. I'm terrible. Wow. Do you want me to take over from No, it's, you know what it is? I'm like, (laughs) research, research. You're distracted. Focus, Mark. Focus. Here we go. Uh, I fuck it. I'm going completely off script. So here, here's here's what it boils down to. They're talking about setting up a two-way rail system. It would be where? What street is it going to be on? It's on Maryland Parkway. This is the road behind UNLV. It would take you all the way down, all the way back, 
behind UNLV? Jesus. Well, because it's not far from the, you got to think about where McCarran is. There's no reason to take you all the way close to the strip. They're just looking for the nearest road. They can throw something on. That isn't going to be heavily trafficked anyway. So that's where they're looking to put that up. And on top of it, they'll have to put in all sorts of infrastructure to, to you know, for something, obviously, you're setting up a, a light rail system that they're talking about not only improving the pedestrian walkways, but developing the infrastructure that they would need to have self-driving vehicles. It's something they've been talking about for a while, this whole innovative district thing they're talking about doing. So the RTC is hoping to receive a grant that will cover up to 50% of the multi-billion dollar project, but they did say even if that doesn't happen, they believe they will be able to find funding for this one way or another. First of all, do you, what do you guys think this is? Is this even going to happen? Is this going to be like the the high speed train that it's, they've been talking it's about? It's the for monorail years? part two. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I worry that it'll just be the monorail part two. It doesn't make any damn sense. Why would you spend billions of dollars when all you need to do is just fucking connect the monorail to downtown? Yeah, yeah, that does really seem. I, I wonder which one. See, I would love to see a price structure on that. Or like, quite a, honestly, first connect the monorail to McCarran. And yeah. then you can get it downtown. Well, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of the, yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. Let's be honest. You know who's going to step in and, and prevent all of this? The taxi cab companies, yep. Uber, and Lyft. These are the three people that are going to go. Whoa, 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 you guys are cute. You think you're going to? You think you're going to get rid of us? <laughs> cute. Just like that? No, no, no. I don't that's, think. They, I don't think sweet. the cab companies are going to do shit. But I agree with you. Ride sharing will be like, oh no, no, no. Oh, it, the cab companies will try. It, it'll it'll cost. How well that works. Oh, oh, you guys want to build that? Okay, it's only a quarter to ride us now. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> like on? Yeah, we will destroy you, and then we'll, and then. Well, yeah. About the same time, they start adding tips to, uh, in app tips to to Uber. Then. Right. Right. Well, time will tell. In the meantime, let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Eater Vegas reports that Plaza is looking to add a go-kart track to the southernmost section of its outdoor parking lot. This week, the property brought the idea for an 800-foot winding track with go-karts with a max speed of 30 miles an hour to the city council. Now that's kind of a cool plan. I, I like that. I don't disagree with you. I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not? That would be neat. Yeah. I would I I would engage in that. Especially after having a few drinks. I'm hoping there's a lot of padding and garbage. That would be amazing. Right, yeah. Now, yeah, now now we're now we're talking. Uh, All right. Well, if you got thousands of dollars burning a hole in your pocket, the Crystals just recently opened luxury women's footwear boutique Aquazura. You familiar with it? Nope, never heard of it. I'm not kidding. Thousand dollars. That was their that was their splash page. Oh, splash well, page. So still, some sometime in my lifetime, it is my dream to own a pair of Louboutins, which are you know about that for a decent pair to start with. But yeah, but no, I've never heard of this Aquazura yeah. thing. I have no idea what it is. The fire reported last week at Bellagio. Right, I didn't even. Do, I know you. I didn't even do a pass. Can I? On this can I one. read what it says? Go for it. The fire reported last week. Bellagio at Bellagio caused under half a million dollars in damage and was blamed on a faulty light fixture. It was later reported that in addition to the property not needing evacuation during the fire, staff inside weren't even aware the place was on fire. I'm not kidding. I'm so dialed into this research thing. I'm like, I gotta write the story. I'm like, uh, are Bellagio we done? at Bellagio. Do I, do I have all the notes here? Like, spell check. We're good. Go. But really, <laughs> under half a million dollars, that's but still $500,000 in damage is still a shitload of damage for that place to not. I was amazed when it's you told blowing. me it wasn't blowing. evacuated. Nobody knew. Well, this, it wasn't anything. This even, I, uh, yeah, this on top of it, that literally the staff is walking around like, we have no idea. I know. Half a million dollars. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I, I, I would like to believe. That it's it's like these are from years and years of learning, and like this place caught fire, and due to design, they're like, yeah, this fire will happen. It won't affect anything going in here. Like that's just amazing. I, I doubt it was by design. It's I'm just, sure it it's isn't. Still, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, half a million dollars in damage is not cheap, but the fact that nobody knew and it didn't have to be evacuated because it was a hell of a light show. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, June 21st, during the NHL Awards at T-Mobile, Las Vegas will know what names they can have on the back of their team's jersey whenever those are actually unveiled, as that is when the team's expansion draft will happen. 
The league promises sweeping changes of the process, so the team will be able to put a competitive team on the ice right away. Habit Burger is taking up the space formerly occupied by Wendy's on the third floor of the Fashion Show Mall. Habit Burger is another burger place comparable to Five Guys and Shake Shack. Are you, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> no, I've never, never heard, heard of it. Yeah. Meetings with the county commission this week revealed that the Las Vegas Raiders will make their draft selections this year in front of the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. While the site for where the stadium will be built is still TBD, Raiders representatives told the commission that they'd prefer the Russell Road site on the other side of I-15 west of Mandalay Bay. I'm going to be honest with you, that to me, that's the one that's right off the freeway. It, it, I, that to me makes perfect sense. I, I, I honestly think the other ones are like, that's kind of dumb. Why would you not have it right next to the freeway? And would be a huge win for Mandalay Bay and MGM Properties if it's oh, right Oh, South there. Strip has got to be salivating, oh, yeah. like, game to fucking uh, during football season. Jesus. I think you could expect expansions to go south. I they mean, should. Properties and stuff to continue to go south if that happens. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. I, I, I cannot reiterate what a gigantic, earth-shattering change this will be to Vegas. Not only in visitor upticks, but all the special events we've talked about. And I... I never occurred to me until you said it at this moment. Why wouldn't you? You're right there. Why wouldn't you? Oh, expand south? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How cool would that be if there came a time when, because of all of the buildup down, you know, in the southern part because of this this arena, that all of a sudden now when we think of like Mirage and Harrah's, that's considered North Strip. Well, I already consider that North Strip, as I've said <laughs> yeah. several times before. <laughs> but oh. yeah. Do you not think that? And it's and it's a stadium, Tony. It's not an arena. I was gonna let him get away with it. I'm not going to. But (laughs) (laughs) every time he he does something like that, I always go sports ball. I always think sports ball. (laughs) (laughs) But do you guys think this stadium, if they build it on the Russell Road site, Russell, 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 Russell. if it, (laughs) sorry, it just pops in my head. If it does, it kill North Strip. Does it kill it? Are you like, oh, yeah, we're not. Why would we build anything else down there? Why would you? North, north. Absolutely. Um, All the stuff that they're talking about now. Basically, Encore, it's done. That's where where the strip ends and everything goes south from there. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, whatever. The Why would you go is, further building. from that? Well, yeah. yeah. And whatever it is they were building on the um, Stardust. Property. That'd be hilarious if they just like picked it. Like I could see somebody doing something across the street on the new frontier only because it's right across the street from Win and Encore. Yeah, that, but that would be I a still say in. that's the like Encore. I, well, I still to this day say that's the end of the strip. Is is Encore? That's that's as as far as the strip goes. And uh, if, no, if this stadium goes in, it makes sense for the whole focus to. It'd shift be hilarious out. if Resorts World was that. No, 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 no. We're still gonna build. Just over there. <laughs> well, haven't they already started construction? The whole thing. Well, no, they moved in where Echelon started building, and they're going, no, no, no we're going to incorporate that into our building. That's but they on haven't the old actually done property, anything. Right? Yeah, the old okay. Stardust. What yeah. if they picked up Fountain Blue and just moved it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, have you ever seen, like, when they were moving the space shuttle, it was real yeah. slow down the street. Down they the just street. pick up Fountain Blue, put it on there, and <laughs> slowly move it on the other side yeah, of Yeah, they're having to move, like, the lights <laughs> off the middle of the roadway. <laughs> The faux wrap is just kind of flapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. While in residency at the Park Theater at Monte Carlo, Ricky Martin will also be filming a docu-series about his private life and return to public spotlight. It will be brought to you by VH1. He's and nothing, nothing says I really respect my private life <laughs> like filming it. <laughs> It could be Bravo. It could be Bravo. Could be it, Lifetime for that matter. Oh Let's God. throw them both out there as shitty options. I will say this: um, he recently has started coming. Like since the residency has been announced, he started doing talk shows and stuff. He's been very quiet the last decade. So like since he had his kids, he's he's got twins. Uh, you know, since he had them, he's been very off the radar. It's only recently, recently now that he's gonna—he has this residency residency coming up. Yeah, that he started to be public. So he is recently engaged. See he's, what I what I what I like about him is there. I feel like there's an unfair pressure to to some people like like well, right now uh, with, with with homosexuals and women go through the same thing where it's like as you're emerging and fighting and knocking down bullshit walls that have kind of held you back for a. while, 
while and, and you're getting the, the rights that you should have, is that they look at, at, at people like Ricky Martin and they go, you should be a spokesperson for the gay movement. Like going, I just want to be me. Can I just be me? Can I just sing songs and then be happy with my private life? And just do, do I have to be the fucking spokesman for all well, of us? Uh, but I think the flip side on that is quite honestly, shortly after he came out as gay and he had his kids, he disappeared. Yeah. He, I mean, from the spotlight, he was like, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't really care. I mean, he was, everybody was speculating on whether or not he was gay before he came out and right. when he was huge from a media standpoint. And then, honestly, I think he was like, he made the announcement and then he's like, I'm just, I'm kind of done. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, well, I'm sure the and, guy was already loaded at that point. Wanted to oh, have, well, yeah. had kids and were like going, fuck it, I'm rich and I want to have kids, so I'd like to raise them. I'm going to just do that. Right. right. I mean, I give the guy a, a ton yeah, of credit. Absolutely. For just and the fact that he's coming out now. All right, you want to do a documentary, which the timing makes sense. If you're going to do this behind the scenes and film your life as you're getting ready for the show, that makes sense. To do it otherwise would have just been gratuitous if he had nothing else going on. Well, but you, the fact that yeah. he's doing it as he's getting ready for the residency, I think totally makes sense. Well, if you notice, I didn't mock the, that he was he was doing it or that it's on VH1. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't I saying just, you did. I just threw it out there because I thought it would be, as I do many times on the show, I say certain things because I'm curious as to how you'll think I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> because in this case, I'm like, I haven't watched something on VH1 in I don't know how long. I don't know if they make good stuff or not, but I think it would be funny if they I throw that to. out there and then people would be like, oh, fucking, what, it's going to be on it? VH1. Was it Behind the Scenes? Oh, that was amazing when they did that. Behind the Music. Behind, behind the, music. the Music. That's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, those were good. Those were amazing. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. It's now being reported that the reason Britney Spears is ending her residency at Planet Hollywood is her desire to have another child. We're, we're, we're not breeders here um, uh, on, on this show, but uh, she's 35 and a multimillionaire. If she's going to have one more, it's probably, probably about that time. <laughs> Tick-tock, Brittany. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. What is conceptually a funny idea was proven to be as flawed and as hokey as a community theater, theater production one would expect from the title alone. Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man debuts at Paris on May 27th. Google it. You have been warned. I got to the end of, of the, the title, and I'm like, this could be fun. No, it won't be. It won't. There's no way. And I'm not kidding you. You'll find it. Google it. I'm not providing a link because I no will not offense. be held responsible for that. Okay, no offense. Do women really need help with sex tips? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not really I hard. Mean, it's not really hard to well, get a guy off. Well, from what Mark to told me off mic last week, yes. <laughs> Listen, I get the idea that a gay guy would clearly understand the tackle and 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 how how all that stuff works. And probably yeah. wouldn't be nearly as um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, nearly as afraid of it is not the right word, but want to avoid the tackle as much as a gay man might. How's that? I, I'm lost. I have no idea where you're going with that. Tony, did you, did you get what I meant, or do I just need to start over? Uh, no, I don't think you need to start over. Okay. You're, I'm lost. Actually, it. we'll just leave it out there and then have people mock me for it, because <laughs> I'm sure it was something they're like, how did you not get that? Like, I don't know. All I'm just saying is that a, a gay man would have less of an aversion to the tackle than a straight woman would. Yeah, that's okay. I'm lost. <laughs> that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. All right, so we've got a PayPal donation. First up, Tyler Bergsma. Tyler said, I can't make it on this Vegas trip, but my wife is going this weekend. I'm sending her $10, and she's going to try out your 100% karma donation success rate. I'll let you know how this plays out. Keep up the great show. I listen every time it comes out. I know it's only $10, but up in Canada, that's like $38. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Listen, there is... It's not quite that bad. There is no donation that is not humbling to receive. For the record, uh, uh, don't 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 even don't don't donate shame yourself. Don't <laughs> just, don't, don't PayPal donation shame yourself. All right. No, we're just, honestly anytime somebody. It's always ridiculous. Like, money someone to this. gave me money for this. This. God bless you. 
<laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. And as we have said many times, actually, no, we got one more. 100%. And from William Eric Pound, he says, heading out to Vegas for the National Associate of Broadcasters and looking to appease the gambling gods with a modest donation. Love the show, Eric Pound. Thank you, Eric. 100%. <laughs> Listen, it's not me. It's, 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 the, it's the karma gods. It's the karma gods. Okay. These are testaments. <laughs> and then next up, we have an iTunes review. Tell me how great I am. Tell me, one of you. I don't care. I don't care which one. Tony, do you Go want ahead, me to? Okay. Yeah, I think I need. I think I need you. Actually, since you both got mentioned, how about I read it? Oh, look at him. Uh oh. So, and Karen's like, I got mentioned. Now I care. Now I'm interested. <laughs> no, wait. Now I'm, I'm concerned. What did they say? <laughs> oh shit. This was left by Wig7 on April 20th of this year. He gave us five out of five stars and titled it Vegas Nerdery in Top Form. Wig7 says, if you are a Vegas nerd like me, then subscribe. You won't be disappointed. As a longtime listener of 500 by Midnight, I found I needed more Vegasy information in my weekly life, and 360 Vegas is the ticket. The podcast features a great mix of updated information on what's happening in our favorite city, such as shows changing properties, restaurants, closings, North Strip casinos, building parking facilities, etc. <laughs> yes, Mark's laugh is reasonably high on the hyena scale, but so what? Who are you to judge someone's laughing? Buy a mirror and look at it, jackass! So so this guy had a little bit of... All right, I, I, got, I, got, I got to interject. I really want to meet this guy because I, I am the only person that I've known who can get lost in the middle of an iTunes review to start attacking other people <laughs> for something I perceive they might be thinking. <laughs> I love it. I love it, who too. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? You don't look get at it. Look at it like, whoa, whoa. I'm just reading a review here, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I know. And all of a sudden, I'm really offended. I know. Now you're attacking. I'm just reading yeah. your review, man. <laughs> I love it. I just wanted to know what you thought, Wing 7. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've done it before. I love it. I cannot wait to meet this person. <laughs> he says, this podcast is great. Not sure what Karen looks like, but her voice leads me to believe that she's not bad on the eye. All right, so the second thing that I love about Aww. this guy, he's flirting with you <laughs> in an iTunes review. And he spelled my name right. He did. So I, that always, that's always brownie points with this girl. <laughs> but I, that cracks me up. I just think about this. Like, it's it's up there for, for the world to see. Like, hey, here's my thought. Yeah, I mean, we'll read it on the show. It's entertaining, yada, yada. But I love the idea of somebody showing up. They get berated. You get flirted with. And I'm like going... Oh, I don't know what, what was what was it? I was reading this about the show. <laughs> like, I, this is phenomenal. But wait, there's more. I can't wait to meet this guy. The background sound is honestly what makes this podcast one of my favorites. The sounds of an actual casino help put me at ease in between my semi-annual trips to the city of Sin. If you love Vegas or gambling or hyena snickering, <laughs> then 360 Vegas is for you. That's an awesome review. Yeah, and I always love to toot my own horn. Every... <laughs> no, really? Actually, you know what I meant to say <laughs> is I like to toot my own horn when it comes to the casino audio, but there you go. Knock me down a peg while, while I'm in <laughs> But those are all actual audio recordings from Vegas casinos, 100% from Vegas casinos. It's literally me turning my iPhone on record and walking around a casino for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then editing recording. out all of the loud, annoying Any, stuff. And that... Anything that will take you out of the mood. Like, I will allow chatter, but if you can understand words going on, I'll cut it out. If, well, if you can you hear a song, have... you can hear too much of a song, and, and you're like, I know what song that is. Nope, that gets cut out. You used to have one audio file that you used that had the bonus round of the fish. Those I'll leave, because I do hang yeah, out by slot machines. but I don't think machines. you're using that no, one no, anymore. I am. Are you still? But the thing is, is what, what I do is, that isn't just one long, continuous... Every single show is a is a new soundtrack behind it. And when I, what I'm saying is, is I record. It's a new mix. It, it, it's a new mix. Thank you. It, like if you've ever heard the same mix, it's a complete accident because I pull from like 30 different samples that are anywhere from, I don't know, like five minutes to 20 minutes long. 
and every single show I mix them together to just, you know, one right after another. And I'll even, for my own amusement, slide in, like if we're talking about the Mirage and, and like the last Casino audio just ran out and I haven't used Mirage for that show yet, I'll be like, oh, I'm the only person that will know that. But it amuses me that as we're talking about the Mirage, I'm like, that's the sound of the Mirage in the background. Nobody knows that, but I know that. <laughs> so yeah. I always like to share that because that, that's one of those goofy little behind-the-scenes things like, are you fucking kidding me? You really do that every show? Like every single show. It's always a brand-new mix, always a ton of clips I throw in there and mix them all together. But thank you, Wig7, for a very, very fun, thoughtful, and kind review. You're such a Jesus Christ. You're like, I got flirted with. I, no, you said flirted with. I, I, I Look at it this way. I must have a voice for radio. How about you put it that way? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's self-deprecating bullshit. What Let's is, no, what did Stuart, uh, Stuart used to call me, he and his partner called me um, Karen NPR. Because I had, I had like this right. voice for NPR. I'm like, that doesn't sound good. I think it's largely because you're you're opposite me, and it's like you're the calming influence to the chaos. That well, is, we that can't both be mouth. crazy in this. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's really what I it have both. my moments, but for the most part, yes, I am. I'm the more level-headed, calming, soothing. Tony, take us out. I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to do it for episode 229. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. Of course, you can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, Amazon, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earthlimos, or using the promo, or excuse me, by using the promo code 360Vegas, or just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from any of our stores. It's zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. We get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes, much like Wig7 did. If you'd like to send feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am at 360VegasTony. And Karen? I am at Karen Mark. I may be non-existent for a while as this thing continues to happen. I'm not going to apologize for it because you people want these things anyways, but... Just don't be. You mean don't be surprised if we all of a sudden skip a week from doing a show because you're so focused on the. That could happen. The, I, I, I could see that happening. I'm not. I'm not planning on it because, to be honest, writing the show is. I'm a, confused as what you meant by non-existent. Non-existent from where? I very much disappeared from social media. Our, our our chat has discussed how I I seem to not be around, and once they once they learned why, like oh fuck that makes sense. Like yeah, like, it's do more, probably going to continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. so just uh, just throwing that out there. Um, you know, but in other words, you're still okay. You just might be quiet on social media. Yes, very much, okay. very much. I'm, uh, I'm chasing the dragon on this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye on him, folks. Right. I promise. <laughs> so until next time. Yeah.